Hey guys, and welcome to the show. Today is episode 82 of the Mind Body Musings podcast, and we are talking with Anita Wing Lee. Anita Wing Lee is a transformational life coach, award winning speaker, world traveler, and spiritual mentor. Since 2011, she landed multiple epic travel gigs that paid for her travels to 21 countries in Europe, Asia, and Africa, and now empowers others to get paid to travel and expand their horizons. She's a prolific broadcaster on Periscope and founder of Global Meditation Scope, which is a hashtag, Periscope's first and largest creative meditation movement. Learn more about her at anitawingley.com. I am stoked about this episode. We had a great time talking about all the different ways you can get paid to travel, um, letting go of the limitations you put on yourself, one of the coolest things that she's done on one of her travels, um, and how to just live in the flow of life and fund all of your dreams. It's a great conversation. What I will say, though, is that I have a little bit of a cold right now. So as much as I wish that I could just keep it all together, I couldn't. And you will hear quite a few sniffs, so I'm sorry about that. See, right now, I'm coughing and sniffing. Um, I think it's just something going around, so hopefully it will be gone soon because I am ready to feel better. But regardless, we had to record this because we had plenty of great things that we just had to talk about. So you're going to enjoy it. I just know it. But before we head over, here is the review of the week. This is five stars from Cassie. She says, Maddie inspires even older fit freaks like me. I subscribed to Maddie's podcast after reading her Mind Body Green post on orthorexia. I started listening and immediately connected with what she was talking about. As a health and fitness professional, I am faced with these issues in myself and my clients. Imagine my surprise to find out that this podcaster was in her 20s. I'm 47 years old. She has great guests, interesting t- interesting topics, and I'm excited to keep learning from her. <clears throat> Yay! I'm glad that you enjoyed this show. Thank you so much for listening. That makes me so happy to know that people of all different ages are connecting with these struggles. It's not just a struggle of one generation, it's a struggle of all generations. So thank you for writing that very thoughtful review. Remember everyone, reviews are the best way to get this show up there on the ranks in iTunes. So if you haven't written a review for the show, I would be so happy, so happy. I'd read them all. And most all of them get a a spot on this podcast at some point or another. So please write a review if you haven't yet. And that's all that I have to say. I'm really excited to get this going. So let's go head on over to the show. Welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. 
I'm your host, Maddie Moon, and we're here with Anita Wing Lee. I am so thrilled to have this conversation with her, and I know y'all are in for such a treat because we're going to be talking about traveling and getting paid for it and why anyone can do that, which to me is like such an out there idea that anyone can do that. So I am so excited to get her insight on it and learn more about how we all can just travel some more. And just so y'all know, I've got a slight cold right now so I'm gonna try to not be hogging all of the conversation (laughs) with all my sniffles um so without further ado welcome to the show Anita thank you Maddie so much for having me I'm excited to be here so before we started the call you were telling me that you're going to be going to Greece and this month yes so I definitely walk the talk I'm actually I'd spent about a year and a half in Canada. Um, That was when I first got my online platform really built out. And I just felt like it was time to go back into the world and do something meaningful. So for the last several months, I have really found a lot of joy and success on Periscope, which is a live streaming app. And and through that, I've built a community of over 7,000 as of this recording. And I wanted to do something meaningful. And I had a friend who had been to Greece, and she had, you know, come right into contact with the Syrian refugee crisis, many of them who are taking lifeboats from Turkey and arriving on the Greek islands, and then trying to find their way further inland into Europe and to find safer homes in the world. And my friend actually was able to raise, uh, just started posting on Facebook about it because she was there and then was able to raise over $6,000 in, in two weeks. And it really blew her away because it was, it was all by fluke. It wasn't planned at all. She was there in Greece on vacation. So I decided that I, I realized I could, if I stopped worrying so much about my own career and money and finances and all that kind of stuff, then I could make a really big impact. And so through a series of synchronicities and just stars aligning, really, I, I decided to go to Greece. And so literally right now, I'm road tripping across America. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm from the Toronto area in Canada. Uh, and holding events, raising funds, and then I'll be going to Greece, um, different some of the different islands on, in Greece later in January to use the funds that we raise and also to continue to broadcast kind of like a journalist and modern day journalist um, and just show people that their funds are going to places where they can really help. That is so amazing. And I love that you're just giving back to the community and giving back to the world. So before we get too deep into what's going on right now, let's go back into where this all started and how this all began. Yes, absolutely. So I think a lot of people have that urge to travel, but most of us suppress it. And I like to say, now that I have traveled a lot, I like to say that travel is like that, that urge of your soul to show you more of life, to show you that get out of your bubble. There's so many more ways to live. There's so much more you can see in the world. Uh, so, you know, go to another country so we can really break the mold. And this started for me when I was in university. I At the time, I was studying media, and I got my very first internship after my freshman year. And I thought I was cool stuff at the time. Like, I thought I had it made because I was the only freshman intern. All of the other interns, there were nine of them, were upper-year students. And so here I was in my first year getting the best internship that someone in my age and my program could get. 
But what I ended up seeing that summer was a lot of people in their offices, in the air conditioning, with, let's just say, death in their eyes. Like, they didn't really have that spunk. They didn't really seem excited to go to work. They seemed like they were just going through the motions so they could have their weekend. And then the the cherry on top of that was when, as a part of this internship, I had a two-week stint where I was... Uh, promoting a vacuum cleaner brand and I was standing in a hardware store and I had, lim- I had my little square of carpet and my job for eight hours of the day was to throw dirt on this carpet and vacuum it back up. Throw dirt and vacuum it back up. And that was when I really thought, okay, if this is the best that the world has to offer me and this is where it has landed me, then I need to do something different. And while I'm still a big proponent of making the most of the experiences that you get, uh, for me, I knew I had to do something different. So the following summer, I ended up going to Italy to teach English. And that was the first time that I really met other 20-somethings in the world who were doing something different, who loved who loved life, who had just completely decided to screw the corporate career track, you know, screw what other people thought. I enjoyed traveling. It allows me to see more of the world. And they were able to fund that travel by teaching English and they didn't seem to care and I at home I didn't know anyone else like that everyone else was just do do well in school get a job and then and then keep working in your job and so I knew I didn't want to keep teaching English though but that planted that seed that spark in me that okay there are other people out in the world traveling and doing life differently and I ended up transitioning to a business school Um, but I realized very quickly that I did not belong there. I was the total misfit. Like I was wearing like neon tights and transformer t-shirts to class and everyone else was really comfortable in their business suits. And, uh, but I'm grateful for that experience because that was where I really had to learn to create my own life and kind of fend for my dreams. Because at that time I decided I wanted to be a documentary filmmaker and share inspiring stories. And obviously, travel and go on that adventure that that happens when you're trying to make a film. Um, but obviously, there are no film companies coming to a top-notch business school to hire. And so, all of the companies that came were big banks. I didn't want anything to do with that. But that was the environment where I learned how to network and how to talk to people and just talk to people about the stuff I was passionate about, and then to to see what would happen. And what ended up happening was totally unexpected and this led me on the path of empowering other people to travel because I ended up, instead of just you know finding people who thought that, oh, my ideas were weird, you can't do it, I found a lot of people actually encouraged me and I got to become known as you know, the girl who was really interested in doing social good, the girl you know, who really wanted to travel and do good. And, and so through that, I ended up uh, getting connected with um, getting connected with several mentors who just who just recognized my authentic passion. It wasn't this fake passion of oh, let me get a job because you know I'm a student at this preppy school. And they ended up connecting me with internships. So for two summers in a row, I got to go to East Africa the first time to Tanzania, and then to Rwanda. And I spent several months there. I got to spend three weeks backpacking East Africa on my own, and you know, every time I would come back from spending a couple months abroad, I would have my classmates, I would meet my classmates and they would, you know, they had these great jobs, but I had, I had this incredible eye-opening experience. And it was that bit by bit 
by the time I, I graduated, I thought to myself, okay, is now when I get a normal job? <laughs> and the answer in my heart just seemed to be no. No, you put yourself on a different path already. So at that point, I started to learn about online business and blogs and websites. And I just started building. And I just started building it bit by bit. Because um, initially, part of it was I wanted to continue traveling and I wanted to continue to do good. Uh, but for me now, it's really evolved into just this much bigger mission and understanding that you can live your life differently. You can, when you find that freedom within, whether it's through meditation or yoga or other mindful living practices, then you're able to have the courage to create a life of freedom externally where you can get paid to travel. But a big part of it began with, you know, finding that courage um, and following that impulse to, to do something different, even if it didn't make sense. Mm, yeah, you have such a beautiful story. And it's very inspiring to hear how you went from vacuuming dirt to living this life of your dreams that you've manifested on your own. And you just had this idea and you said, this is what I want to do and went after it. Because I know from, you know, personal experience, having parents that are from a very different generation, that sometimes it seems like that's not what we're supposed to do. Like, for example, you know, my dad was very much raised. You, you know, you, you grow up, you go to school, you get a degree, you get a job, you wear a suit and tie. Like he wanted me to wear a suit so bad, like a woman's pantsuit. I, I don't even know why, but he like paid for like me to buy three of them just for a job interview. Like he was so set on me having a corporate job as a recruiter or something. And, and I never felt like that was what I wanted to do ever since I was young. I want, I had this passion for doing my own thing. Like I just really wanted to do my own thing, whether it was writing or coaching, whatever it may be, I knew that I was destined to be on my own in this and, and create something out of my own passions. And he was always saying, like, you can't do that. Like, I would describe to him what I want to do with my life. And he'd be like, well, who hires you to do that? And I'm like, Dad, no one does. I do it myself. I find a way. And that was pretty discouraging to hear time and time again. Like, you have to get a job. You have to go and get a job. That's why I paid for your degree. But I will say, after I just quit my job one day, without asking for his advice or opinions, I just quit my job because I was like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm going to make this happen. Then he was like, all right, I believe you can do it. And then he started saying, <laughs> he started saying if anyone can do it, Maddie, it is you. It's true. It is you. I just want to protect you and make sure that you're taken care of and you know, you, you make the right choices. But from that moment, I was like, well, dad, even if I made the wrong choices, like I'm making them from a good place, you know, and we'll see how this goes. And here I am like, you know, doing my own thing. And, and it's been such a journey and I took that big leap, but it was all worth it. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel. And sometimes Pierre, people will ask me, Oh, what do my parents think about um, you know, my career choices, but even, even back then when I was younger, they were iffy about the travel. Um, I actually didn't tell them that I was going to Africa until, uh, until I, until I knew that I had the money. Cause it was, you know, it was a couple weeks in the making. Um, and then even when I was there, it wasn't like everything was perfect, but I think a big part of it is having that inner resolve and listening to that part of you that is like, no, you, you're meant for something different. And it's okay to, to dabble in it and to try it out because, you know, ultimately we are most impactful. We can help the most people when we are 
when we're listening to our hearts and we're doing what makes us most happy because that's literally when stuff works because mm-hmm. yeah. that energy of like joy and passion magnetizes all of the opportunities um, that you want to you. So tell me what it looks like to get paid for traveling. What does that mean specifically for you? And what could that mean for other people? This is a great question. And I love this topic because so many people think that getting paid to travel, you have to teach English or, but in this day and age, there are actually so many different ways. And what I like to teach people is the behind the scenes, because obviously I can show you how to find a website that will show you how to get paid to teach English. But for me, I've literally gotten paid to travel at least a dozen different ways, obviously teaching, coaching, I did freelance design and writing and then so many different things. And the main through line, because I I love to dissect what I actually did. So I was like, how did I end up with so much travel? Um, Because I've I've been to, I think it's at this point, it's going to be like 22 countries by the time I was 23. I was like, how did I do that? So this is the very first thing I think it's. It's getting clear on what you love to do because, to be honest, you can get paid to travel every single way. You know, even if you just like to, you do something science-related, businessy, or totally artistic. I think it's getting clear on what you love, what you actually love to do. And this sounds really basic, but here's the thing: most people don't do it, and it works. And then start telling people <laughs> that you want to travel, that you like travel, and then also tell people about you, what you're excited about. Because actually, some of my very first connections getting paid to travel, um, including teaching English in Italy, including getting paid to do, to do research and also to teach in Africa, was I just talked to people about what I like to do. And then sometimes what ends up happening is people will instantly give you ideas. They'll say, oh, well, you know, I don't do that because I work in a job, but I have this friend who did this. Um, and, and then I would be like, oh, well, can I talk to that person? And so that was actually how a lot of it started. I just talked to people who were doing things that I wanted. And the thing with travelers um, that anyone will find is they tend to be pretty open-minded, open-hearted people. They'll give you that advice if you ask for it, and they're more than happy to pave the way for you and connect you with, with people locally. And that's exactly what happened to me. And this is why I say it works in any industry, because even if you work in a job, I bet you there's someone who is doing your job right now but they're getting paid to do it in some incredible place. Um, And so that is the big thing for me. I I even ended up creating my very first online course is actually about networking, which is not a very normally sexy topic. But for me, networking is just about going out into the world and finding your kindred spirits. You know, even now I have an online business that allows me to travel and continue to build it. But all of that, I wouldn't even have had the courage to do it if I didn't have friends and I didn't meet people who were doing it. Um, and so that, that, that process of just talking about the things I want, connecting, plugging into whether it's local communities or online communities where people are doing the things that I want to do, suddenly it doesn't sound so weird to build an online business. Suddenly it doesn't sound so weird to be a coach or even you know to drop everything and, and go to Greece and you know do all of this humanitarian work because I've seen other people do it and I know that it's possible. And then all of kind of like the um, the mechanics of it, like your flight, your accommodations, 
that is like the icing that definitely will figure itself out because once you start talking to people who have been abroad, they're more than happy to give you advice. Um, you know, just as an example, if I before I had gone to Africa, I would have thought that everyone there lived in mud huts because um, that's just what we see on TV. But once I had actually connected with people who went, who lived there, or you know, and seen pictures, and and even heard about how they found apartments and homes to live in then I had that confidence that I could do it myself and I knew it was possible and I knew it was pretty similar to life, how life here is too. And, and obviously the beauty of it nowadays too is you can really find anything out you want online um, and, and sometimes just doing that little bit of research. So whether it's in-person research by talking to people or online research by Googling, you know, how to live in Africa for three months or whatever it is, you know, how to uh, <laughs> like get paid for freelancing in Europe for three months. You'll find people who have done it and, and it's incredible how much more confidence and courage you have to go and pave your own path when you realize that you're not the only person doing it. There are probably thousands of people who have already done it before you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that uh, people should know about is, um, what's it called? Woofing and yep. work away. Basically yep. trading hours of your time to, to do tasks to work for a family on a farm or to work at a bed and breakfast for like four hours a day or take care of the grocery shopping and the babysitting. And then you get board and food for free it's like amazing it sounds like the best deal ever yeah I actually have a friend who's doing that right now in New Zealand and she's from the UK um there's even things like I had a friend who's been doing house sitting and she's she also lived in she's living literally in Australia right now for free because she's helping take care of people's pets it's it's I, I met incredible people who were traveling the world scuba diving um and just like meeting so many incredible people that way, the, you know, and I actually ended up living on a, pretty much on a hut on the beach, like a 30-second walk from the beach, helping out a dive shop, um, designing their, designing a new website for them, doing social media, all of these things were self-taught, and I wasn't even that good at it. It was just because I had showed up, and I told them what I could do, um, and then I ended up getting in turn to live for free and also do scuba diving every two or three days. And if someone had told me that you could do that, I would just say, no, like, no way. Mm-hmm. But it, it literally just comes from, you know, asking around, talking to people. And and it's happened to me so many different times, like this, th- that one particular time in Africa, and even this trip to Greece. It's just happened to me so many times that I know everyone can do it. <laughs> so here's a question that just popped up in my head. How do you balance working going abroad and doing these gigs and working for people and and using your talents for them with actually traveling and seeing seeing around with your own business how do you not let your business and what you do on your own website your blogs your videos get in I don't want to say get in the way but you know basically get in the way of doing these other things actually where you are like do you ever Go somewhere and just feel like you should focus only on your own website instead of doing these other jobs? Or do you normally go abroad and want to do these other jobs for people and kind of put your website and that work on the back burner, if that makes sense? It is. And that's a really good question. It's even something that I'm learning to balance 
now because just the other day I had to decide between having my host in South Carolina take me to see this beautiful island or sit and do a Skype call with someone that someone that I met online who I also really wanted to connect with. And I chose the Skype call. <laughs> um, so I think this is the thing to realize, like we've got a lot of time. There isn't really a rush. And I think that's part of the travel. I actually just yesterday slowed down my trip a bit. I was supposed to go to New Orleans today. And then I realized I am feeling a little bit run down. I need to stop and literally catch up on some of my stuff online because I'd been spending all this time connecting with people and seeing places. And and for me, it is that balance. The very first three years that I traveled, I didn't really have a blog. I had a really basic blog, but it's nothing compared to what I had now. And sometimes I look back and think, oh, if I had a blog then, if I knew how to use Instagram then, you know, I could have this massive following now. But but that's all ego and that's all fear. Ultimately, we're all on our own path. And, and it you know, there is no right or wrong, in my opinion, whether you choose to lay on the beach and really take it in or, you know, you choose to do a photo shoot on the beach and you don't take any of the beach in and most of your time is, you know, trying to find the perfect angle and perfect lighting. Um, but I like to do both and I'm aware of doing both and I'm aware of, okay, I'm spending a little bit too much time on my phone trying to capture it versus just take it in through my own eyes. Um, and there are those people who get paid to travel and they travel a ton and they don't have online profiles um, and that's totally cool. But part of my personal mission um, and I feel like pe- for, for the listeners as well, you probably have that part of you that it's not just to travel for yourself, and if it is, that's totally cool, but it's also to to share that experience. And so a big part, even since, since I was young, I wanted to share positive things through the media, through online, YouTube, and now Periscope. And so that's important to me. And we are, we're all entitled to have our own values, but if sharing that to the world is important to you, then give yourself permission. And don't, there's no need to make yourself feel bad for doing one or the other. Um, you know, and then there are times I'm like, you know what, I'm just not going to bring my phone and I'm just going to take in the desert or take in this day for myself. And then sometimes of my mind afterwards will be like, oh, you should have brought your phone. You should have captured that. Um, but this is where I like to say that part of a big part of what I do is I take people to places that they have not been emotionally, spiritually, literally, figuratively, you know, physically, mentally as well. So it's finding the extraordinary, doing, taking that journey within and without. If you're just focused, and because that's the other thing that people can fall into, if you're just focused on trying to get to the next best destination, um, you know, try to keep up with the next Instagram girl who has these incredible photos on the beach and all over the world, then you still haven't found peace. Then you're still doing, you're just playing a different kind of rat race. Um, so for me, it's it's like knowing how to find the beauty in my external life, whether I am living, you know, in a really basic host family home or I find myself in, you know, in the most amazing hotel that someone has donated or, you know, it's 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 being able to find that piece outside but also inside. Um, and so for me, it is it is a journey of balance. And I think nowadays reminding myself that we've got a lot of time actually like it's okay not to try to you know if I want to visit 10 places a year I could but actually if I just want to visit two or three and spend two or three months in each of them that's okay too and and that get, and when I do travel slower it gives me the time to you know have my computer days and then have my nature days and sightseeing days 
the reason why I ask about, you know, the balance is because, well, personally, me and my boyfriend are planning a trip also to go to New Zealand this year, which is really exciting because it's actually going to be both of our first time out of the country besides, I think, Canada. We've both been there. But besides that, we haven't gone anywhere. So we're really excited. We're going to New Zealand, I think, around the summertime. And he is going to continue doing his job there, what he does here in Colorado. And I'm like, hmm, because I kind of want to experience the work work away. I want to do that. Like, I want to be in a host home and work in a bed and breakfast or something and just be able to experience, like, people and like doing that kind of work but I also want to be able to balance my podcast and my videos and my writing and all that stuff plus sightseeing (laughs) so part of me wonders maybe I shouldn't do the work away thing this year and just travel and see around but we're gonna be there for a month and it's a long time so I almost feel like it would be kind of fun just to take uh, a small break from doing all of my writing and 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 the videos and everything and just focus on doing writing and videos for traveling instead of just about body image and what I normally talk about. So I've kind of been playing with that idea, but I almost feel like I won't know until I get there. I'll have to kind of feel it out and see what feels best. Yeah, I really think so. It's because once you're there and I think you're especially if it's your first time, you'll probably really want to take it in. Um, and it's something that I struggle with sometimes, but because this journey is partially funded from donations from my following online, I sort of have a responsibility. To, I, I try to share as much of it as I can, um, but I do try to have my own moments. So I think you'll find that balance once you get there because the other option is always just to do your own recording, like take your pictures, journal, write, but maybe don't put it out online yet until you're until you're back in in North America so that you've got that time to just capture it. If you want to capture it, be present when you want to be present, but you don't have to feel that pressure of trying to push it all out online at the same time that you're trying to experience it. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea. So I'm curious, have you ever travel hacked before? I haven't actually because, well, from what I know of travel hacking and that that phrase, it's a lot, it's like travel points. Is that what you're referring Basically, to? Basically, yeah. Yeah. So I know people who have done it and they've had a lot of success with it. Uh, but for me, it's been primarily just from talking to people and and finding out different ways that I could get paid to travel and then finding the one that fits for me. And the reason, the only reason I haven't done travel hacking, I think, is just because it's it's not my thing. I don't enjoy sitting there trying to calculate points and <laughs> collect points. It feels like a chore to me yeah. versus, you know, I naturally talk to at least three new people online every week. And so I'm always building this this network of people who are doing similar things around the world and sort of the sisterhood of people that I can rely on. Um, and come to think of it now, I all of the people I know who've done travel hacking are all guys. So maybe it's also a thing with them and enjoying plugging, playing with the numbers uh, of points. But But that's what I mean. It's not like doing all this stuff with points is the only way to travel. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of other ways. That's funny you say that because I've recently got been getting started on it and it is it's probably my thing out of me and my boyfriend he's not interested at all and I'm here like checking out all these cards and doing all the research like printing things off and I won't really go into the details because I don't want to until I've 
I'm fully and confident it worked, but I'm pretty sure I'll be flying to New Zealand for free. So I'm ecstatic about that. And if it works, then I'll probably get a little bit hooked on it. But um, I'm also very smart and safe with like cards. This is my first credit card. So I'm like, okay, I'll just use it this once, see what happens. And then I'll put it away in a safe box and I won't touch it for a while. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. And I think that's a good point for people to understand it's like travel hacking also takes time Mm -hmm. and it's not and you know as I mentioned there's no right or wrong way because like my sister loves points she's always trying to collect points and I'm kind of like uh sometimes like organizations have donated flights sometimes I've just paid for them my own and and sometimes people have donated points to me so I've actually never done that but but that's the thing it's I think if you put the energy and the tension towards wanting to travel and then you see all the different ways that you can do it and then find the one that's right for you because someone you know, might rather just work for an extra month and save up the money to pay for the flight um, versus, versus learning how to do the points. Um, but the information is definitely out there and at least if, if people know about it, they can totally learn to learn to work with the credit cards and the points and it is safe because I do know people who have done it too and gotten like crazy cheap flights all around the world Um, it just hasn't has never been my thing so what are your thoughts on traveling when you're not absolutely sure of your financial uh, circumstances I guess so you know being an entrepreneur you never really know how much you're going to be making any particular months it's the joy of being self-employed. It's kind of up and down. Sometimes you have great months, sometimes you don't, and kind of depends on a lot of different things. What your focus is, you know, where your heart is, what, even what time of the month is it? Um, And so if someone is self-employed or not, and they just have, you know, a bank that, a bank account, I don't know, that's not like crazy high for lots of different traveling adventures, but maybe one, would you say just like book the ticket and go for it? And then do your thing there while you're there and, and manifest those relationships with people and that if your heart's in it, things will take care of themselves? I love this question. And I think we all have our own threshold for kind of playing the cards with mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Um, I've <laughs> definitely had times, um, I can give an example. My very first time I went to Africa, I just felt like I really wanted to go. At the time, Lululemon was having their campaign and it was like, do one thing a day that scares you. And for whatever reason, I w- was thinking, why don't I do one thing a day a day that scares me for four months? And I'll go to the scariest place I can think of, which is Africa. So I kind of had my heart set on going to Africa. And I was talking to organizations and people who had done things there. And I was prepared to use my own money because I worked during the school year. So I was prepared to use my own money because I felt like it would be worth it to... Um, it would be worth it to go to Africa anyway and just have that growth experience. And then what ended up happening is about six weeks before, I ended up getting a contract as a research assistant, so I got paid 6000 something dollars to go to Africa. Um, but for me, that's an example of how if you really want to go, the, the money should not be the thing that stops you. Um, I know there are people who'd be like, just book the flight and you'll figure it out. But I think for most people, there's a there's some fear around not having enough money. And while I'm a big believer that if you went there, you would get it figured out, um, that you would be able to find your way around. For the average person who has never traveled before, 
you'll you'll definitely want to at least have enough for like a return flight, you know, or something like like you know, even if you went on a super modest budget, I think if you're there and you're worrying about money, it becomes this burden and you know, you'll be like looking at the pyramids thinking, "Oh no, do I have enough, you know, for my taxi back?" Um, and you don't want to end up in that situation. At the same time, though, every time I've traveled, I've I've learned things about life, and and about myself that that are worth it. Whether I, um, you know, are worth you know are worth the money, whether it ends up being a lot I spend or very little that I spend. Um, so I think that's a personal thing for people, but I do, I am a big believer that if, even if you went there, you know, with very little money and you had the intention, you knew that you were going to go there and look for a job. The thing is, it can actually be really easy to find a job elsewhere because when you show up, there's a lot of places in the world who don't really pay attention to their email. But if you show up and you say, I can help, um, <laughs> you know, if you give me a place to live, just, you know, let me try. I bet you, you know, even if you tried that for a day and you went around to enough places, someone would take you in. Because, you know, if you're just a genuine, authentic, giving, helping person, there will be people who recognize, you know, there's a cycle of travelers in the world and they'll take you in. That's so, so. beautiful. I, I'm obsessed with that. I love that. So <clears throat> question about um, just the coolest place you've ever been. I'm just interested. You've been to so many different places what would you say is something that was really spectacular that you've done in a certain country? Yeah, this is a great question that I love answering because for me, my the place that hell has the fondest place in my heart is Zanzibar. And it's an island off the coast of Tanzania. And it's actually where I ended up uh, designing the website for the diving school and going scuba diving a ton. But it's not because Zanzibar in itself is unique. The more that you travel, I think, the more that you realize that in one sense, we tend to look at places and we're like, oh, that reminds me of Ireland. That reminds me of Vietnam. And we, so we tend to do that comparison thing to places all the time. Um, but it's really about the experience that you have. This is kind of a side note, um, but it will help explain this. I, now I almost find like travel guides a joke in the sense that how can we actually go to a place and expect someone to have, you know, expect to have the same experience as someone? Because on, if you Google Zanzibar, it just looks like another paradise island. It's turquoise water, white sand, palm trees. But for me, that experience was so powerful and so touching because that was the first time. So Italy was when I began to meet other 20-somethings. But at the scuba diving shop, I got to see people who were older, you know, and even families who had moved their entire families um, to Africa or to other parts of the world so that they could keep traveling. And these are people who were like in it even deeper. Like they had quit like real corporate careers and fashion houses and big finance banks and they were teaching scuba diving right now. Um, and that, that experience for me was so precious because I got to see behind the tourism industry. I got to live with them. I got to see how is most of the time when you go on an all-inclusive vacation, you know, they're like, oh, this is, you know, you can pay $60 and we'll take you to go scuba diving. Um, but you, you don't really get to see how the people live. And this experience, through this experience, I really got to see how they lived. And, and so that's what made the island so precious to me. And so it's, you know, and that's what I say. It's even when you go places, you can just skim a place and you can just see it. Or you can really live it, feel it, and breathe it. 
um, by by taking your time, by living with a host family, or by you know talking to people who are your tour guides instead of just you know getting your service from them. So that would be my favorite place, but it's really not about the island. It's about the people I met and the experience that I had. Right. I know that whenever I start doing these travel ventures, I want to focus a lot more on those experiences and like living like a local almost instead of just being a tourist and trying to check off everything off the list of what I want to visit and really just like absorb the moment and be there and make relationships. That seems like the most amazing thing about traveling. Is Absolutely. When you started doing all of these travels compared to now, like that beginning to now, do you feel like you have created a different relationship with things? I know, like, I mean, I mean, I feel like if you were traveling a whole bunch, you would be less attached to things and more attached to experiences. Is that the case for you? Yes, absolutely. And I think this is it. This is why I always encourage people to travel because sometimes it's hard to explain to someone at home that like well do you really need two tvs and you know five hundred dollar speakers and all of this stuff that we think makes us happy because uh, one of my my most joyful trips when i was in italy i lived out of a backpack they told us to bring you know a backpack something that we could carry through uh train stations and where and so other people brought like backpackers backpacks with like the big ones that hold 60 liters. But I didn't even know of those really yet. So I literally bought brought a school bag. And that had, you know, maybe four outfits, like four t-shirts, like three pairs of shorts, my toiletries. And then I lived in a host family, so I didn't need a towel. And, and that was pretty much it. But I was so happy during that trip. I was so free. And it would be, you know, and when I would find that, oh, I, like I forgot something, Either my host families would have it or that would just be part of the experience. And I think that's why travel is important because it helps us to understand our life as as our own experience instead of as this collection to things. And I've been able to stay out of most of that like crazy like accumulation of things um, because because I have traveled and I you know, even though I was in Canada for the last year and a half, even now, I I had to pack my life up again into a suitcase and a backpack. And even now it's like, I've been on the road now for about two weeks, and I'm going to be on the road. I'm hope I'm planning for at least six months of 2016. And so I find my mind being like, Oh, Anita, you forgot this and that and your favorite cardigan and, and oh, man, and all those other clothes that I had. But I'm kind of like allowing myself to cleanse myself of those thoughts because eventually after a while, instead of having all of those thoughts, because I, I bet you it's bound to happen to anyone. At first you try to like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be free. and then, But you find that part of our egos are so attached to all of those things. Like even me, I'm kind of like, oh, I should have brought nicer sweaters. What was I thinking? But that's the part of yourself that you actually want to let go of. Mm-hmm. And, and then once you've let go of that, you're able to, I feel like, see life more awake. You're able to really put your time and energy into things that matter because you begin to realize how much of our life is just there so we can accumulate stuff um, versus nurturing relationships you know, or, or building and contributing to things and causes that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. When I went to Kauai last year in January, I took a backpack. Um, I feel like I took, yeah, almost two backpacks. I took a backpack that had the straps and then one that was like basically uh, the size of a backpack. And that's all I took. 
and it was for two weeks. It wasn't like crazy long, but uh, it was so awesome. It was so liberating because I wore the same clothes almost every day because I liked the clothes I was wearing and I didn't worry at all about my hair or how sunburnt I got and how embarrassing that was or this or that. And I felt like I was in my most creative state I was all in in 2015. Like I just felt so in the flow and creative and happy and balanced because I would spend the mornings, I'd wake up at like 5.30 and all the way till 8.30 I'd work and just write, do a podcast, you know, emails. And then I have from like 8.30 to... I don't know, noon, go out and explore, go back for a nap and some more work and then go out at night and explore. And it was like such a great balance. And the last thing I was thinking about was my things. I lost some stuff there too. And I was like, no big deal. I don't really care. Um, Let's go to the beach. Like it was just so cleansing, like you said. And I want that feeling again. And I want it all the time. I feel like for me, something that holds me back, um, I guess just feeling like responsibilities and um you know I'm in a relationship with the love of my life and he has a nine-to-five job so it's like I don't want to see ya and just like disappear for forever and I want to be smart with my finances so thoughts like that sometime creep in what do you say for people that have that kind of situation yes and this is so this is where, because meditation is a big part of my life, and these days I say that um, I don't have a career, I don't have a business, everything is my spiritual practice. And this is something that I grappled with as well, and the thing that I can just speak to has helped me understand all of that, because it's true, you know, you can be a hippie, but you know, at a certain point, if something happens to you, you didn't have health insurance, and you're, <laughs> it's going to kind of suck because, you know, even if you are a free spirit, there's probably people around you who might be a little bit less of a free spirit, and they're a little bit more inclined to the stability, and that's fine because that is a part of life too. Um, but a, a book that really helped me sort of just have a, a, a more well-rounded perspective on this whole need need for security and balancing other responsibilities is the book Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani. And she had a near-death experience on my birthday, actually, February 2nd, a couple years ago. And, and then since then, she's been um, writing books uh, about the things that she's learned. And one of the big things that she found when she came back from her near-death experience was that she couldn't understand why people got so wrapped up in the day-to-day, the mundane, like people would get so frustrated over taxes and jobs and 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 car accidents, um, you know, and other people's expectations. And it's not that, like that's a part of life too, but we can actually have a lightness to it. And this is kind of a day-to-day practice even for me too, because today I had to deal with stuff and funds because it was US dollars and I'm, you know, my accounts are in Canadian mostly. Um, But it's seeing it with the attitude of, you know what, I come into this life with nothing and you literally can take nothing with you. So I've heard this analogy for life and money before. It's like we are, we're given, you know, we're given a little amount to start or maybe a big amount if you came from a big, a rich family. And it's almost like this casino of life and you can, you play with the money and you, you do all this fun, all these fun things and you try out different experiences in your life. Um, but can you maintain that perspective as much as possible that you're still in 
the game of life. You're still in the casino. And when you leave this life, you've got to give all of the money back. And so little things like that um, help me to, to, to work with all of that stuff, but with the lightness. Like, it's okay. It's okay that, you know, the Canadian Revenue Agency works this way and that right now I don't know how to deal with it. But can I just trust that, you know, it's dealt with for now. The, the support, the resources, the help, you know, the business advice that I need later on will come when that time is there. And until, you know, and for now, now that it's dealt with, let me come back to the present moment, enjoy the present moment, enjoy the relationships that I have. And, and also just keep in mind, it's like, you know, <laughs> money is not real. It's, it's that we're still in the casino and, and we're just using sort of like um, our, our fun coupons to enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way you, you say that fun coupons. That's yeah. awesome. So we're coming up on the hour here and my nose is just running like crazy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's totally okay. I have like all this brain fog going on and like I just need a tissue so bad. So thank you for bearing with me on this because I'm like normally very crystal clear, but I feel like I've been, I probably have been stuttering, but I feel like I have been. I'm not making sense, but. Oh, uh, it's totally okay, Madeline. Okay, I feel, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. and like, make sure to take care of yourself when you go to New Zealand too. And, yeah. and just thank you so much for having me. And I, I hope that that this interview gave people some inspiration that you really can do it. Yeah, I mean, you gave me new ideas. I really didn't even think about going somewhere and presenting my gifts for them like I am really good at social media so even if I wanted to work with a small business in New Zealand help them with that like that never even occurred to me and I love I love the idea of that it's just figuring out where are your talents and how can they be be used at a place that you go to so thank you for coming on this was awesome seriously this is a topic that I could talk about probably for hours and hours so thank you for coming on the show where can people find you People can find me at uh, Um It's just just my name. And yes, Wing is actually part of my middle name. <laughs> I guess I was just born with that. Um, and then the place that I'm on most on social media is Periscope, um, which is just the most fun for me because I can literally just turn it on and talk to people and show people where I'm at. And my handle is the same, Anita Wing Lee, everywhere on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but Periscope's definitely um, my most fun. And then I have a ton of freebies on my website as well. I have a Get Bay to Travel workbook, um, and it goes through seven steps to help you figure out your best way to travel. You know, whether that's you know teaching, whether that's freelancing, whether that's getting a job or volunteering. Um, so that's up there for grabs on my website if you want as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again, and thank you everyone for listening in to the podcast. If you enjoyed this, head on over to the show notes where you can get all of the things that we talked about today, as well as you can get access to her website, and that will be at maddiemoon.com slash mbm82. And while you're there, be sure to download my free book, 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession. See you guys next time. Thanks so much, Maddie.